is Tabletop Time. I'm Jen and I'm playing Catalina. I am Jazza and I'm the narrator of this series. I'm Dave and I'm playing Delvin, the Barrowan Trader. And I'm Rob. And I'm playing Brickell, the Russian Valen Cool Bodyguard. We're slowly but surely getting uh, our cosplay going on here. Rob's <laughs> setting the standard with... Uh, is that a brick headpiece? Uh, it's, it's not It's not cosplay. It's uh, protective headwear. I actually yeah. know that's a traditional uh, fail... Well, it's a traditional coldish piece of headgear. Really? I the, thought it was the cod piece. It's actually the harash. <laughs> and uh, that, yeah, yeah. that is the often the it only piece be. of gear they wear. It totally could be the, um, the cave worm's... Flesh. Yeah, and it's actually Carcass. interchangeable as a cod piece. It it's a, it's like, like a, a uni. It it's an item like that has multiple uses. So maybe like hundreds yeah. of these make up some type of. Piece. I love it. It yeah. looks epic. Yeah, it's very very cool. <laughs> when you smile at the camera, it's so so good. All right. Well, uh, shall we recap? Uh, sure. Let's start with let's start with brick this time. Come on! Don't let the epic music is leading it. Don't fall behind on this one. In the last episode, we fled from a city and stayed in a caravan for most of the time. That's a, That about sums it up, yeah. And Brick was kept away from conversations because he cannot be trusted, apparently. Well, you did open the episode, too, with a uh, little something-something. Well, that is true. Rick had a bit of an introspective moment with a fancy dream. Oh. Catalina. Uh... Sorry, <laughs> story so epic. Um, Catalina believes that she has uh, information about where her father is located from Edgar, but our friend Pemble is helping us uh, leave the city and he's currently with us. Um, on our journey out of the city, Catalina decided that she wanted to try and see if she could decipher the prophecy that had been given to her a bit more and see if she could... Um, get more information from it and with the help of her friends um, she was able to sort of decipher it pretty well. What are some of the new connections that Catalina's made on that? Um, particularly there's a passage in it says the shards of um, the shards of Sunder shards of Sunder yep um, and breaking bonds of old which we maybe correlate that to the magic that has been appearing in um, in Sunder was one of the revelations that we had. Cool. And Delvin. And I helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a, uh, we got out of town, got, well, well actually, no, you did have, we, we had a little bit that happened in oh, town. I, I, uh, I made sure to spread some nice little rumours about our friend Ainsley. Just the kind that might piss him off and that's about it. Yeah. And Catalina, you investigated a little bit about uh, Bart Wookie and maybe pushed a little too hard to get information at some mm, point. I met a lady named Isadora and she was not very fond of me. <laughs> okay. So last we left off, uh, basically you have been travelling for a couple of hours in the cart um, and have spent an hour of that or so chatting. Brick is on the... Sort of the top of the cart, getting into the driving and fighting lessons. That is true. With Mikey. I Mikey am. is grilling you nonstop. I am teaching him a thing or two with how very is, little patience. Well, how, how is Brick sort of seeing this experience? What does he think of Mikey and his role that he's being uh, basically put into by this kid? Um, 
Well, I wouldn't say Brick's against it, so he might be grilling him, but, but I don't think Brick has an issue teaching him, to be honest. Like, it's an opportunity for him to spread what he's good at. And who doesn't love sharing what they know? Yeah, it's really hard to take you seriously. You, you know what? I think about that every day. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. I know. <laughs> don't touch me. Um, <laughs> Please know why you're wearing a failing cold loincloth. <laughs> you know what? I don't mind. I don't mind like a. T- it's when it, it was just like Super such a gentle. gentle. I'm like, oh. So I actually, don't say, touch. I was going to say like, oh my god, your skin is so soft. <laughs> we have an odd workplace. It's all right, Rob. You can touch me. <laughs> but just so yeah, far feet away. under the table. Okay, I was going to say anything. Oh, would be there it is—the hard leather of the sole of a shoe. That's what we like to feel. <laughs> so I will, um, I will divulge in the conversations that have been taking place, in particular between Delvin, Catalina, and Pemble. Pemble discloses that Catalina's father is being transported, specifically the from from the information they've been able to garner, um, and from what you can gather, Catalina, this is one of Edgar's last sort of things he figured out and passed on through um, Pemble. Is that he's being transported uh, from Stockton currently through Risden. So this is sort of the the river that you're on, a fairly fast southern river um, to you guys, but actually not so far away that you guys couldn't get uh, get to him in a matter of days. So that's up to, but you know that may be a conversation that you all have uh, as to if or when something is done about that. It is on the map, it but is. you will okay. need to enable small towns, small settlements and locations because Risden is often, is sort of prior to Neerun along the river. So it's a smaller town. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically opposite. It's parallel yes. to where you guys are on uh, on this river. It is the... It's quite far south. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, yep, I can see it. Yeah. Yep. I pull out my map. Oh, yes, there it is. There it is. Okay. Um, and I'm going to uh, basically let everyone just sort of give me an idea as to how they want to spend a bit of time because we have, I'm going to say it'll be a three or four hour journey, uh, fairly open roads. And you, you've sort of seen uh, from what you came into, it's a similar thing leaving. There's lots of sort of tracks and stuff, um, but it sort of thins out over the hour that you guys are leaving. You're on a very well paved road. There's gravel on the sides. Uh, you see messages go back and forth. And a mechanical sort of boat ferry thing pulled up and down on chains on the river. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool sight to see. And you can see far off in the distance, Iron Spire looming ahead. So, uh, yeah, what's Delvin thinking? Delvin spends the time thumbing through paperwork and studying things, committing them to memory. Um, it's probably the most serious that you guys have actually seen Delvin operate. He intently flicks through papers and, like, has this real hyper-focused state on him as he's taking in every piece of information and sort of mentally placing that in his head and finding uses for it, finding, like, connections Mm. and kind of working his magic a little bit. Um Irunia in chat has reminded me to give you all the destiny point, which I had. Did, I did have noted <gasps> down, so I just sort of skipped that note. But you all get a destiny point. Destiny point. I can't take any. You can't. Are you full? You're all. Full. Can I have use your destiny? I'm Rob, kidding. Rob likes to hoard them. You got to use it. Yeah. Or That's why it. we added the cap. Use mm-hmm. it or lose it. I yeah. didn't have an opportunity. You've. Had, eh. 
Since the last one. You are too awesome. Since yeah, the last one, it. I've really done nothing that involved rolling. Rob. What? It's Make a, a I'd feel check. sorry for you if you didn't look cross-eyed every time I looked. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that says a lot more about you than it does about me. Okay. Um, so Delvin is studying intensely. Catalina, how are you spending your time? Pemble will be quite curious to sort of get to know you a little bit, by the way. So if that's... I don't mean in any, any weird way, but he's uh, he's very familiar with that, Delvin. Okay. Uh, but you're an intriguing person to him. So he's sort of asking you some questions about Thanissia, but also about your heart. Cause it... I, I want to ask him a question first. Mm-hmm. Does he know my mother? Why don't you ask him? Pemble. Yes, Catalina. Good to see you. We're still we're in the middle of a conversation. Yep, that, that's I an know. odd thing to say. It just feels like it's been a huge <laughs> amount of time since we last talked. Um, but, uh, you know, twenty seconds, but all right. Yeah. Uh, tell me, um, have you ever had the pleasure of meeting my dear mother? Uh, don't know why I would have. No. No, Edgar too. He's never met. I doubt it. Edgar uh, hmm. was very. You know, stationary. Mm. So, really stared down in Felton. Mm. No, that's that's. Fair. Why do you ask? Well, does she travel a lot? No, no. Well, not not currently, at least. Um, I intend to write to her to inform her of our presence. I see. And while it can be difficult to communicate. Uh, certain information with her. I feel like it's probably important that we tell her that we're arriving. That makes sense. Um, I haven't been to um, Bartwell Keep, I mean, ever really. There's no cause for civilians to go there. It's always around the common district. But um, it would make sense. They wouldn't let you in, I imagine, without proper notice or authority to enter. Mm. So... We're passing towns, two on the way, uh, one of which we could stay if we want to arrive in, you know, reasonable timing uh, and also have enough notice to let her know when we, we arrive. So, mm. you know, any message we send from any town will arrive to her far before we will. Mm. We yes. could send one from Bakerberry if you want. Yes, perhaps I'll uh, quickly just pen one down and we'll send it on our way. That's a great idea. Pamble, do you know how it got the name Bakerberry? Delvin says, looking up from his paperwork. Well, I imagine they're, you know, like most towns, it's their highest export is baked, baked, goods. baked goods. Well, well things where. for baked goods. I don't know what oh, they're... don't tell me that, mate. It was the first I, good I, news I don't I know. I'm not an uh, encyclopedia. I'm not oh, all right. As well-travelled as you are. Well, I bloody hope it's got bakeries. I'm sure they'll have something. I could use a Danish... Tummy rumble. So, um, what actually defines a good weapon? Like, yours is huge, right? But I can't really use one your size. We're out on the top of the cart and, uh, you know, the, the day is feeling a bit hot on your skin as you're travelling through the countryside. Right, it's hard to say if there's such a thing as a best weapon. Most of them are quite situational. What would you pick for me? For you, relatively small, so 
It depends. You like to get close to the person you're going to kill? I'm pretty scrappy. I, th- I think... Uh, no, I've always been good in a wrestle. Something with close range, some daggers or a short sword or... Uh, you know how to use a dagger? It is not what I am good at, but I have training in it. You reckon you could train me some? If we stop for a little bit, yes, we can work on stances and positioning. That'd be great. Your um, travelling goes by reasonably unintruded. But you do feel, at one point, about three or four hours in, this is just after midday, slight rumble. Just a little shake, a little, little odd shaking. Sort of goes fairly quickly. Another few hours pass, and eventually... Uh, you know, you're, you're coming up close to Bakerbury. This will be a, the equivalent of about two in the afternoon. Uh, so you're about 15 minutes away from arriving. I think that's it up there, he says to Britt. Do I see it? You do. What do I see? Off in the distance, uh, little, little plumes of smoke coming out of the chimneys. You've now, the uh, where you were once passing... Um, stables and tracks and eventually just empty fields. Now you're passing more and more crop um, outcroppings. I don't know what you call them, but, you know, farmland. Pastures. There, thank you. Um, And it's sort of getting more and more bustling and uh, more and more farmhands are visible every now and then, some Denisian sort of stable hands and whatnot. Uh, As you approach, Pemble says to Delvin, so what are your plans once uh, once we've spoken to this, um, well, Catalina's mother? Well, if everything goes the way we want, and we can sort out her father, then find some way to protect my mum. And if we can do that by distance, then I guess we'll go after that scepter. If everything goes to shit... We gotta make sure we have a backup plan, and that might just be kissing Ainsley's ass, giving him what he wants. So, if plan A is to look out for ourselves and our loved ones first and foremost, how does that happen when it's so divided? We don't know where the little was at Medela. Well, <clears throat> my plan is I was thinking to send you up to the Barrows. I know okay. we've got a bit of a network up there and most of our allies would be that way. So if we could find out who's threatening my mum or, well, that'd be on you, mate, and protect her while hopefully Kat's mum can sort out her dad. The Thanissian politicians, look, they might act like their hands tied, but she's a military advisor. If she's got word of who I suspect the watch transporting her her beloved, well, I can imagine they'd be willing to get her back. So, that's two. And then, Medela's the loose end. You gotta get her safe. Question is, where she'd be? I mean, if I know Ainsley, which I don't, but I, I may more than most, he doesn't let go of cards he's got. And if Medela's a card, I mean, why else would he be transporting... Catalina's father to him. Why not control from a distance? I don't think he does that. I think he takes and he holds so he can control with refinement. 
Aye, but the difference here is that part of the deal with Medela was getting her to her auntie. So at some point that's got to happen. I guess we don't know the details of the deals on his end. We just know what his deal was with us. If I'm completely honest, she's the lowest priority. Makes sense, but... The threat on her life is only, only according to Brick breaking his deal. So were we to manage to get it? We have no guarantee that uh, if things go south and he just kills us, even if we do what he asks, at least we'll know that our parents are safe. With Medela, well, she's likely safe. He'd be kind of stupid to break that deal with the aunt if he deals with us anyway. She's collateral, yes, but if we're dealt with from his perspective, if he does off us, well, why would he kill her? And if he, if he offs that little one, even if she's not your highest priority, what do you reckon I would do to him? Just wondering. It sort of indicates up to Brick. Well, I mean, if you, if you want him in the long haul, that might be the sort of thing to break him if he's got emotions deep down. It's not the way. I don't want to break Brick. I want to help him grow. I know sometimes you got to break the cobbles to let the grass come through, but I'm not going to be a little girl be what, let, what shatters it for him anyway. I, I don't think you'd have much to salvage after that. Up on the top of the cart <clears throat> where uh, Mikey and Brick have been riding the horse and slowly approaching the town. As we're approaching sort of, you know, there's some suburban, I guess you could say, we're starting to get to the outer city. Mm-hmm. Um, roll a perception check. Just a brick. And I'll, I'll get Mikey to roll one too. So challenge level three. Mikey doesn't notice anything. Brick does. Brick does. You got three? Five. Five. Wow. Wow. Often an alleyway to your right, uh, as you're sort of approaching it, you, you hear some stifled sounds. Uh, reasonably distant, but not so distant, so that when you pass it, you look over and you actually see three grey guards, uh, and they seem to be laying into someone on the ground. And with a five in perception, you notice it's an elderly man. You overhear shouts like, Go on out with it then! Uh, can I knock on the inside of the ca- like the edge of the carriage and talk through the little yeah you can it's hole. Sort of a hole behind you. Uh, we're heading into town and uh, it does not look friendly. The local guards are taking it out on this poor gentleman. And uh, you're unsure how I feel about my kind here. It may be worth keeping me hidden. We can swap if you want. I do not mind. It just depends if we're trying to keep a low profile. Well, I'd be the lowest profile. Well, maybe either myself or Pamble would be the lowest profile. But I'll, I'll take this one. I want to scout out the town. You taking the front seat? Yep. Is there, um, are there windows? Yes. The yeah, they're curtained. So how, you... how far away are they? The guards that are laying into the old man? Uh... Has Brick told... Yeah, I said that there okay. people laying into him. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I'm going to say, stones throw, you'd get to them in a minute. Cool. Can I read their emotions? You can. Roll. They read emotions. Check. Challenge number one. 
smashed it. I'm going to give you all of them. You get a sense of um, intense frustration from three individuals surrounding this person. Mm -hmm. And from inside of them, you see this bursting amusement. Absolute, like, and almost, like, slightly giddy and then it goes away and then it comes back. But there's nothing of fear or pain, which I would imagine be, would be something surprising. So that's from the old man on, yeah. on the ground. Okay. Um, curious. Uh, well, as everyone in this card is well aware, I'm able to sense their emotions. They seem angry, but the old man seems joyful. Well, that makes it easy to move on past then. He's getting his masochistic kick. I will say, especially from your, like, this is a a magical check that you Mm. had. So it's amusement not at any sort of, you know, pleasure derived from being Mm. kicked. Mm. He's not feeling any pain. There is no connection to pain that is triggering his emotions. If anything, he's... his emotions that you're reading is probably because he's not. And you're probably getting the sense as to why these great guards are frustrated. Because he's actually not feeling pain mm. at all, even though he's been kicked. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't think that's... No, it's something different. I don't think he feels pain at all. No. That's unusual. Pimble's looking out the window. But they're really laying into him. He looks... He's got to be... Oof. Ten years away from death, that one. He's an old... Nine. Eight. <laughs> seven. <laughs> as the kick's laying. What do you think, Delvin? Should we do something? At this point, are we doing the swap scene? Like, clambering out? Yeah. All right, so Delvin's up the front. Cart starts to draw on by. Mikey's oblivious as to anything. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, keep driving the cart, Mikey. You got it. I'm getting quite good at this. As we get sort of 50 foot away. Good, after- <laughs> good afternoon then. To the guards? Yeah. Uh, they don't hear you. They're quite busy and frustrated. Good afternoon, Grey Guard. Pleasant lynching to you. They sort of stop. And turn around and say, "What's this then? We're, we're on the king's business." All right, and that business is kicking an old man to death, is it? I thought the gallows for murder. I, look a bit like flustered and frustrated. It's like you don't understand. He's he's magic, and he's therefore either the king's property or, um, well, he'll be dealt with. Oh, hold on, hold hold on, hold on. Call it to a stop, Mikey. Whoa, says Mikey. And Uh-oh. adequately and calmly brings the horses <laughs> to a smooth stop. And they look slightly relieved. Bacon and eggs just sort of... <laughs> and Delvin clambers down. And I get off the cart and approach the guard. One of the grey guards sort of steps in the way between, mm. holding a spear sort of in the way between you and the, and the line and says... 
This is none of your business, civilian. Feel free to go about your way. Oh, civilian. Is that what you thought? I... Oh, not at all. I'm on business here, too. You see, we're going to Bartwall Keep. On the king's business. Like to lie. <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, is this persuasion or... Do... Probably deception. It's, it's I'm deception. outright lying. <laughs> What's my challenge level? Oh, it's a post. It's a post. Three successes. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. He does not. Oh, it's a reroll. It's yeah, a reroll. I was going a little bit. I was going to give you a disadvantage simply because of, first of all, how you're presented mm-hmm. and the look and the random sporadic mm-hmm. nature of the approach, but also because of the nature of Barwell Keep, it's unlikely that someone who looks like you would have business there. So. Same re-roll, but, you know. What's my disadvantage? It's a disadvantage. Your disadvantage. That's not a thing in the rules. It's, uh, it is for this. Okay. So it's a five, Take, or five maybe, up. No, no. Five up? I'll say uh, or just four. Negative, neg- negative one to win. Negative one, one lot, Plus one lot, whatever that is. Negative one win. Yeah. Or they get plus one win to deceive me. All right. Well, this time I got four. Okay. So three, essentially. Boop. And, and they, they got, got one. one. Okay. Cool. He's uh, he's trying to compute it. He's, it's not sort of like making much sense to him. I, I pat him on the shoulder in a condescending way and then and then go like, what, do you think all the King's agents wear a uniform, mate? What? And I kind of nod to the quality of the carriage. What's your, what's your rank, sir? <coughs> and, and your name? Let's just say it's outside the realm of that sort of thing. And it is related very specifically, and I look down at the man, on magic-related incidents. Oh. Oh, I see. Um, we're, we're just following orders, and we... Oh, you've done nothing wrong. After all, you're doing right by the king. Now, uh, might I speak with this gentleman when you've finished laying into him? Feel free to have another kick for frustration's sake. Oh, and... Uh, <clears throat> it might behoove me if I spoke in the king's tongue. Rather than that barrow and swill I've been putting on for a while. Uh, too long on the job, you see. Right, I'm going to make a destiny roll because okay. this is a lot to happen all at once. Okay. Towards yeah. your advantage. But he's a grey guard. If it was an yeah. iron guard, I wouldn't have tried yeah, it. Yeah, not yeah, a chance. Yeah. Yeah. He's the <laughs> sharpest of the group, but that does not mean he's <laughs> particularly sharp. He looks you up and down. He's looking quite befuddled, but he turns to his compatriots and says, look, uh, head to the other end of the alley. I'll accompany this gentleman while he serves the king, and uh, I, will, I guess we'll take it from there. Wonderful. And the other two sort of split. They head to either end of the alley, one towards the cart to just sort of stand at the opening and the other down the other end, sort of darker end. Um, and he just sort of stands there with his spear and says, um, is there any, anything I can do to help? If he, by some chance, displays any kind of supernatural power that overcomes me, I would have you put him down, of course, to spare our lives. Now, see, that's the tough thing. And he leans in. This one, um, he wanders around a lot. He's got a reputation for just being a bit insane, really. No one thought much of it, but um, there have been rumours going around about how 
things seem to change their properties around him based on random musings. And in this case, for some reason, our boots are like rubber to him. I don't know. But um, I wasn't quite ready to test the spear yet. He's an old man. But I think he's... Uh, I think he... He's a gift to, to the king as far as what information could be presented. All right. All right. Wonderful. Um, <clears throat> sir. <laughs> little, um, little whimpers. And actually, you notice they're more on the, e- the wheezes of like the tail end of laughter. Um, and he sort of gets up and wipes his eyes. Hey, you call me sir? Of course. One of your superior age deserves respect. <laughs> What's your name, young one? My name is none of your concern. Oh, I'm not concerned about anyone's name. I can see. Are you concerned about mine? If you want to hand it to me, you can hand it to me freely. Well, some call me... Odd one. Odd one. Yes, odd one. And some called me weirdo. Has anyone ever called you Bernie? And so, no, I don't know where you would get that from. Uh, but um, my, uh, I think somebody for a very long period of time used to call me Osbert. Osbert. Yes, Osbert. Osbert. Well, Osbert. You seem to have gone into a bit of luck. No, how's that? It appears you are immune to the boots of the king's finest. (laughs) Finest. People think things are fine until they're not, and people think sometimes things are not very fine when they're perfectly fine. How long have you been manifesting these powers? Mala... Your knife, sir, I gesture to the guard. Hmm. He stands up. And he just starts to stroll away. (laughs) He just sort of like, hmm. (laughs) We're in an alley, aren't we? Yes. And the guard's at the exit to the alley. Yeah, he's walking sort of out towards the opening. He literally, like, rolled perception check. I have plans with this chap. Ah, five successes. He... Has completely been distracted by something. The guard has. Uh, no, no, Osbert. Oh, yep. And you actually notice in his mumbling something about a bird. And, and uh, when you look up and look around, there's like a little bluebird that he just sort of wandered after. Just completely caught him by surprise. Don't let him leave the alley. The guard at the end sort of takes a step to the side and put, 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 puts the spear firmly into the gravel and shakes his head at the old man who sort of like catches his eyes and goes... You're not a bird. You're a very, very odd man. God, I didn't catch your name. Wallace. Wallace? We shall escort him to my carriage, and once inside we shall conduct an interrogation outside the prying eyes of any who might witness... And if we turn up nothing, he will be cast back onto the streets. If not, we'll send him to the king's service. He looks 
concerned and looks at the person standing next to you who seems to be the senior, mm. who nods and says, well, look, um, your timing couldn't have been better, really. We're hitting no answers. We've tried soft and subtle distance investigation. We, we don't take people for the king unless we can confirm or people volunteer their magic abilities, but this one's been a puzzle. So if you're here to help us solve that puzzle, then may the king's graces be with you. Any nods? And I guess, do they escort him with me and kind of shunt him up to the car? Yeah. Um, if I, I, do we kind of hear them coming closer? Do we roll perception? Yeah, I'd say roll perception. Okay. Mikey's sort of been watching all this from a distance. Um, I'd say challenge level three. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, Pemble has sort of been able to keep an eye on it. No. You haven't. You've been sort of on the other other side of the cart and missed a lot of it. It's been a bit muffled. But Pemble's right at the window gazing out. Do you want to roll yours, Brick? One, two, Holy three. Holy I hear their hearts With your beating. keen, <laughs> keen soldiers' ears and eyes, uh, you've caught the most of anyone. So you know exactly the conversation that took place and you hear the footsteps and know the distance has the door open. So you probably know to step aside and out of view by the mm, time they yeah. approach. I kind of also, as the, as I guess the taking them into the cart, deliberately position myself to like be the one to guide him up into the cart, try and obscure the view. Pemble having overheard this uh, yeah. uh, and knowing how you sort of step into different roles and can hear overhear the accent so you're being this mm. authoritative Graydon sort of soldier or whatever. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's uh, he meets you at the doorway and opens it up and says, Corporal, or something, <laughs> you know, yeah. so like lets him in. It's like, We'll take our time with this one. Excellent. I kind of like hide behind Pimple and next to Brick is up against <laughs> yeah. the wall. There's like a Venetian yeah. and yeah. a failing call, like up against the wall <laughs> yeah. in the corner of the cart. The uh, the grey guards sort of like nod, um, and say, Well, uh, we'll go about our duties then, and uh, uh I, inform us, please, if there's any, if any you progress. Do, if you do not see him again, and I make a very stern look at the commanding officer, I say, he's an old man. They're prone to wander near fast-rushing streams. And they, um, the door they nod. And we, yeah. um, I'm assuming you give a signal to Mikey. To get going? Yep. Yeah, sure. I tap the thing and go, all right. Okay, great. Yeah. Quite adept. It was a, sorry, I should have rolled with three dice. But anyways, uh, yeah, the cart gets moving and uh, Mikey sort of says, Eve- evening, uh, wait, afternoon. <laughs> Good on him. He's learning. Yeah. All right, so Brick's in the cart. We're all in the bottom. We're yep. all in the bottom. And Osbit is just sort of like, what a pretty cart. Uh, this is a house. Can or I poke him? It's moving. Or like flick him? Good Lord. He says, looking at you. <laughs> You're a large one. 
Can I flick him? Are you a troll? Pamble, have you got a knife on you? Always. And he pulls uh, that knife. I take the Devin, knife. what are you doing? Well, I've got reason to believe that this gentleman has a... Well, why don't I just find out? And then I, like, look at him really intently and push my hand out towards him and, like, try to focus my magic and see if I can detect him. But as yeah. I do it, at the same time, I press the dagger into his leg just enough to, like, just enough to cut, not be a stab, <laughs> just, like, cut the skin enough to really give a prick of pain to someone. At the moment, I'm going to push. Now, okay, we are testing a new mechanic. We are. Well, it's not necess- It's technically not new. Well, it hasn't been used in game yet. So it's- I have no mana. No. So, do you want me to explain it? Yeah, go on. All right, so... There's a difference between people who have magic in them, which Delvin said that he has, and people who have magic in an item, which is Catalina. And that difference is that when you get low, uh, you can push yourself, but if you fail, you take injuries. So oh sure, like, like so I can like yeah. I can use my life force to try and push my mana through. Now, obviously, being a one level spell, the risk of backlash is equal, but it's yeah. less damaging. But if so I was basically, to try like yeah, a, you're going to use. Read, just just uh, like the detect magic. Detect magic, yep. Cool. Obviously, turn level one. Oof. Which you fail. So I get hurt. Okay. That no. doesn't mean you fail the magic check, though. No, it just means there's blood, just a blood. cost. That I'll, we'll get oh, to that. you're going to hurt me. Mm. Okay, okay. Hurt me your own way. Is it a different cost or is it just an injury? It, it varies. Okay. Based on the magical ability. Okay. Uh, in the meantime... As you, ooh, okay. I hope that wasn't my role. No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> As you start to push the dagger, his eyes widen and he goes, oh, and he sort of like looks down and the knife just sort of bends like a noodle. Um, and when you pull it up, it's completely solid but bent. Your knife is now wrecked. And, well, Pemble's knife. <laughs> Pemble's knife. You tricky bastard. Pemble's, Pemble's like, hey. My good well, My fruit knife has been yeah. with me for years. I didn't want to lose the, the shit. Actually, Should I didn't want to give like him tetanus. Fruit. I didn't want to give him tetanus. Should you feel like fruit? Um, at, the, at the same time, you hold out your hand to detect what's happening. And you do. You feel this weird manipulation and in fact it's similar to the sense that you get from Catalina's magic in the way she she shapes emotion you feel a similar wavelength a similar tone as he shapes matter wow okay and the properties of this material alter whether it be to a different state for a temporary period of time or reconstructing on an atomic level or just softening and rehardening. But it transforms its t- state entirely through, the, through that moment of magic and then stops mm-hmm. at the end of it. But you also feel the dregs of this. I think maybe the shock of it, the shock of this moment of like this attack and uh, he was unprepared and unfocused and... He, he's empty now. Now, do I get a sense of where it came from? Or is... Yes. Okay. Him or an item? Actually, no. <laughs> I'm not going to give you that because, first of all, 
you got a very detailed rundown on the yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. I'm fine with that. I was just yeah. asking. Yeah, because no, there's, plan, there's always a plan B with Dave and Delvin. Okay. You know, you got a real clear you got a real clear inclination on the on the magic, uh, but you didn't get a clear idea as to where it's from. Um All right. you and the, you also feel this like the same energy you use to reach out and sort of sense and feel the way you open up to receiving that sort of almost feels like it opens up like a parachute very suddenly, like you're unprepared and you're torn a little bit. It's almost like this, these boundaries within you that you can use to stretch and notice Mm. and, and receive. It's like this moment's glimpse of like the world's construction uh, of how magic is interacting with everything just goes and then disappears. Like it's just like this oversensitiveness that then goes, but you're insanely fatigued physically and feel quite torn up in that feeling, like that need to feel full and all of that that you get from magic, that's there and really intense, but almost feels like painful in a really deep level. And you get the sense that were magic to be used on you in any way, it would be much harder to resist, which is something that you have previously felt your magic might be able to enable you mm. to resist. <gasps> and you have one point of injury, ah! which you'll take well, a proper focusing to uh, slowly remove and, and some time. That was learning by touching the stove. Uh, are you uh, okay? Uh, I think I stretched a muscle in my... Something. Okay, well, maybe stop doing whatever you're doing. I stopped doing it, but this okay. prick's magic. Pemble's looking at his dagger like, what is actually happening That's on magic, this godforsaken planet? That's ma- I figured that one out by myself. Did you like that dagger? Yes. I'm sorry, mate. I'll buy well, you a new one. If he can bend it. No, he's cooked. He's used it all. You're I- all out, mate, old man. Oh. How'd you know that? Because I can feel it. I'm magic too. I thought we covered this. Sorry, I'm unseasonably in a bad mood. It's been a shitty couple of days, and uh, I think it- would you like me to use my magic on you? What? No. <laughs> Wait. No, I don't want you to use your magic on me. That's okay. When they're in the middle of the conversation, Brick notices um, Osbert immediately give in to the tendency to need to wander out the cart. I'll grab him. Where do you think you're going? I, uh, there. He points out the window. <laughs> I saw a bird before. Oh. This guy's uncomfortably obsessed with birds. Right. I'm sorry, old man. You do have to stay with us for now. If you met the birds I met, you'd be different. I'm a changed man. What do the birds tell you? What? You said... Birds don't speak. Oh, what do they do then? Why are you talking about birds? <laughs> Why is she obsessed with birds? I've got to get out of here. I can't breathe. Brick, You're all very odd. Brick, can you restrain him and... Uh, Let me out! Okay, I'm Let me out! And he starts oh, putting yeah, magic do on some him. Stuff okay. to him. So I've already read his emotions. Yep. So can I go to level two then? Is that- uh, you... I'm going to say you have to reread it. Re-re-read. It's been, it's okay. been a very transformational <laughs> period of time. So okay. challenge level one. Yep. And you use Oof. one mana. Um, he is... And now you can't shift He's it. really <laughs> desperate and sort of unnerved and scared, but You can not- use destiny to hold on to the mana. Don't, I always forget I can do that. 
No, it's fine because okay. the shift is two, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, he's unnerved and scared, but not about anything that's happened in here, not even about the dagger. You can feel that's much more about needing to go somewhere, do something. He needs to wander around. He's just, especially like he's feeling really upset about a loss, like an immediate loss. He's just lost this wholeness that he's got to go, he's got to go find. Okay. Um, then yeah, I'll try and shift his, his emotion. So you can soothe it and calm it down yeah. for a challengeable one. Cool. No, wait. Ugh. Yeah, two. Cool. And you quell that within him. Beautiful. I just you, want to calm him down. His um, bashing against the window sort of diminishes fairly quickly. And moments later, he's sort of like tapping on the glass. And he's like... Oh, when did you get this made? This is very high quality. Who are you? He turns around. Uh, I'm your doctor. Oh, God. And then I say, Brick, push him down. I've had enough of this. Uh, Push him him down? Okay. Cool. And then I start pulling his shoes off. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll... Grab him. What's going? What, what is going on? And I start pulling his pants off. <laughs> what are you doing? I haven't asked for this sort of thing. I thought we covered magic is in two things: people or items. So you think his pants are magical? I'm gonna strip him down and find out what's magic I, and what ain't. I don't think you should do this without consent. I don't think he could consent to anything. He's completely loony. The Grey Gods would have got to him eventually. So uh, I don't think you'll end up dead with whatever we're finding out, but we're talking about the fate of the world here. So uh, we're taking off a homeless man's pants. Then I'm not participating in it. I turn the corner away. Oh, holier than thou. Don't worry, I'm not taking off. I can remove the calm from him if you wish. I'm not taking off. Well, then Brick will just have to break his arm or something. I am not taking off his long johns. I'm just taking off his trousers and checking his pockets. Much better than me putting my hands in him. I don't want to put my hands in his damn trousers while he's wearing them. All right? Catalina just goes to the side and turns away. She's not participating in any of this. But she keeps him calm. This is an uncomfortable situation. You're telling me. There's an old man on the ground with a smile on his face. I I look at the other two with a really sharp pointed look and I'm like, I bet it's an uncomfortable situation. Just as uncomfortable as her dad in a cage, Medela being held captive and my mum with a knife at her back. I don't give a shit about this old man's minor discomfort if it means saving the people that we love. Exactly, says the old man. (laughs) And there's nothing worse than a cage. All right. Trust me, I know. Fine, we're turning your pockets, mate. Do you want to empty your pockets? No, sure, of course I do. Oh, yes. Maybe I should have asked first. That's fair enough. <laughs> I check his trousers pockets and oh, then help him back right. on to it. happens him. all the time. <laughs> and what's your name, he says, with holding his pants on his lap. <laughs> Does he have anything in his pockets? No. Does he have jewellery? Oh. Like, I fully straight After a very brief period of time, he's got nothing. He's a homeless old man with ragged clothes. And very dirty feet. Well, now you're our old homeless man. Hi. I beg your pardon. <laughs> Are we keeping this one? Oh, please. He says <laughs> smilingly. But I do need fresh air from time to time. And possibly a leash. But still, I don't think this is a good idea. I... We're already sticking it like a sore thumb. But we can't just let someone... That's... Let's be fair. That's powerful. Oh, of 
Of course. That's powerful. That's, that's dangerous. He says, looking at his thumb. If anything. Uh, no, I agree. It's probably... I mean, sorry. The gentleman is probably safer with us than... If uh, anyone's manipulating him, it's me. I mean to say, uh, <laughs> that came out... Oh, fuck it. You know what I mean. We can probably keep him under control. I. When does he go out of control? He says, looking at Brick. This one. <laughs> oh, you don't want to make him mad. I think, look, you better do as they say. They seem really aggressive. Do you put up with this sort of treatment often? Is this man broken in the head? Yes, he is. But you know what's funny? With all this new stuff happening in the world, we might just be able to find someone that can fix him. In fact, if he's got a sickness of the head, maybe that kid can help. Eden. Oh. Disease of the mind's got to be the same as disease of the meat, right? I mean, potentially. There's nothing worse than diseased meat. All right, keep I your have diseased it meat twice in your a trousers. Week and they're bad days. <laughs> I prefer not to eat. Are you saying we escort this gentleman to the barrows? Or? Uh, we, we know what we got to do first, but I was going to send Pemble and Mikey up there and we'll watch a bit of company. Sorry, Pemble. Pemble's like shaking his head, looking pretty bewildered. And it's like, well, I guess this is uh, one of the irons of the fire then. A tool in the belt, eventually, if we can work out we'll how to use We'll uh, use some broken pieces of the puzzle to fix others. And eventually gather up a picture. Aye. Something we can fight the king with. And I'd say a man might be grateful for returning his senses to him. He might not. I mean, he might realise he's old. (laughs) Maybe there is something blissful about his ignorance, he says, looking over at this man who's now just, like, gazing at his thumb intensely. (laughs) That man turned your knife to jello. Like Brick's looking at his thumb. I'm more curious than anything. Like yeah. if, he, if he's looking intently at his thumb, Brick is just kind of like slowly getting closer. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like by this stage, you can just see Osbit sitting opposite Brick with this man holding his bony old thumb up between them, intensely gazing at it and then shifting his gaze between Brick and his thumb. He says, Powerful. It's powerful. Would you rather have him break? I would not know what to do with this man. <laughs> it's probably best to put him out of his misery. I don't. Whoa! You hear from outside, and uh, the horses come to a little bit of a slow, mm-hmm. and you look out the windows, and you're in the middle of of Bakerbury. Oh, fantastic. Well, uh, as much as I wanted to stay here, I think it's a fast trip for some provisions, and then we push on to Crag's mouth. Is that the next Cragmouth. I just don't think it's wise to stay in the same town as the guard we just lied to. Or, well, I say we. It was entirely my lie. No, uh, no dispersion on your character there. Roll perception check. Hmm. Everyone. But mainly Delvin. Three successes. Bam. Break. Holy crap. Get if only it weren't just trees. A really just whatever 
perception check. One, two, three. You four. all notice it smells really good. Like, really good. Like, does anyone else smell Grupishka? <laughs> Grow what, cat? I say mm. we get some food. I tell you what. I'm going to get a nice hamper of the best baked goods this town has to offer. For us, and we'll have it at the tavern in Crag's mouth. We have a feeling Crag doesn't taste as good as baked goods. Shut up, the two of you. He says with us. We're trying to have a civil conversation about baked goods here. The man starts to wander out. And honey, it's quite nice, if tough. But my jaw's a bit smaller than yours. The door's open. Well, the man is walking out. No, 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 no. Brick is restraining him at all stages. I'm on this. You grab him? Yeah. Hey. Hey, you two should have. I thought we. I thought we bonded there. Is you still with us? Remember? Grapishka. And he winks. <laughs> yes, you stay with us and we'll uh, get you Grapishka. I don't want to get Grapishka. Tell but them. it's good. We Grapishka. You make it. When they're not looking. And then we run. You make an interesting statement. Uh, Brick. Yes, get them. Os- Osbit? Osbit. Osbit? Is that your name? Yes, maybe you're not quite sure. Um, may I, I both introduce you to the tradition of a thumb war, and me and Dalvin can go get your baked goods. Actually, Dalvin, maybe you should just go get the. Tell baked you goods. what, you don't want to start wars. You if, don't want to see through to the end. <laughs> if Brick wins, I'll bring him the closest thing to Kaprishka that. I, Kaprishka. You told Kaprishka. him about Kaprishka. That was our thing. <laughs> you thought it was four. I'll bring you the closest thing I can get to it. And if you win, I'll bring... What's your favourite food, mate? You've ruined Krapishka. I'll bring you Krapishka. What's Krapishka? <laughs> I just want a stew. All right, you'll get a stew. You can have... How about you have a cob loaf? With a stew in it. You know, you dig the middle out, you fill the top with stew, and it's like a bread bowl. Oh, I've had that thrown at me before. Well, would you like to have it in you? Never tried that before. I thought it was um, something you throw at people. <laughs> if, you, if you win, you get the carb loaf, bread, balls, <laughs> stew. Um, <clears throat> I, and then Delvin just mid-sentence gets out of the cart and walks off because he, he's, he's struggling to hold his... Thumb nerve. war! I declare a thumb war! <laughs> He's holding his He's ready. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I teach Mikey, you both how to play. Football. Mikey jumps off the cart and joins Delvin. Right, where are we off to then? Oh, someone hold the horses. He sort of shouts back. The lever, the I jump out of the cart. <laughs> <laughs> but he's off. He didn't. He's, he didn't he's, restrain the moon. He's like stretching his legs. All right, where do you want me, boss? Divide and conquer or uh, work together? Well, we're going to go and buy some bread. So right. Yep. You can come with me if you want. Great. Can do. Here's the grift. We give them money for goods and services, and then we leave. Well, that sounds boring. 
Have you thought about maybe paying for the goods or services and getting more? Okay, well, here's another tip. If you want to be successful in business, it's best not to rip off every single person you deal with. Or else you have a lot of very angry clients. All right. Um, so when it comes to bread, which doesn't cost much money, it's worth just buying it. Can I be honest? I haven't seen you be anything but. I don't think I've paid for anything in my whole damn life. And right, that's probably because you got no money. Can I have a, can I have a go? At buying something? Yeah. Oi, you can come with me. We'll go to the shops. I'm going to teach you how to do it like a real noble kid would, you know, or even just a regular kid with their parents or I, their big I, brother or whatever you want to think of it. Can you teach me how to pretend I am one? What? A, a normal person? <laughs> that might be a stretch. Well, like, you know, like, um, I look and talk like I do, but you look and talk like whatever you want. Right. That's a lot of practice. Yeah, it all starts with little, doesn't it? Okay, all right. I like this. Let's do it. Here's what we're going to do. <clears throat> How old are you again? You're like 14 or something, right? I'm 15. I forget when my last birthday right, was. You're about 10 years younger. You're too bloody old to be my kid, and you're too young to be my brother, really. Unless three in the middle died. What about um, assistant of some sort? Squire, is that a thing? I'm not really knightly, though. Um, Apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah. It says break through the window. Award, <laughs> award works. Maybe award. Yeah. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. All right. What's award? I mean, it's like someone I have to look after uh, because you know their parents assigned you to me as payment for something. It's right. I don't know. It works differently in different places. All right. You, you're looking after me. Yep. All right. Okay. So. Yep. Here's what we do. We're gonna find another couple. Can be a mom and a kid. Dad and the kid, doesn't matter. Find another boy your age. And we're going to wait around the street and the window shop and do all that. But when we find a kid your age, we're going to follow them in. And without saying word for word, because that would be weird as anything and that will make you stand out, just copy their mannerisms. Just watch the way they stand, the way they talk, and just try and emulate it a little bit, you know? Uh-huh. And when I, I'll give you some coin and you do the thing. And if they say, thank you, sir, you just try and copy the way they said it. That's yeah. how you start. Copy people. All right, cool. Yeah, can do. Let's do it. I'm going to roll uh, Destiny roll. 18. So it's not long before you notice, that, you know, actually there's a few little family groups, but there is a group of a father and son. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look semi-noble. They're probably out of towners. Uh, they don't look native to this town. They're probably, you know, strolling around and enjoying the locale and just travelling a little bit. Um, and the son is, you know, 14 or so. So, quite lucky. Uh, and they're heading into a bakery. Mm-hmm. Wait, he's like, nudges you. It's like, they're there. You, me All first, right. or? We go in together, copy them. Does your heart go this fast every time? <laughs> uh, my ha- heart hasn't gone as fast as it did the other night in a while, but uh, no, it doesn't. It gets easier to pretend to be better than you are. Sorry, you've got to move Elf on the shelf. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, let's do it. Are you, do you come with us? No, I'm at the car because he's going to let the horses oh, go. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. You yeah, wait, are we going? Go we going to the bakery yeah. and uh, the, the 
Charles, like, you know, oh, perhaps, Father, if we um, get one of these, I think Mother would quite like it if we brought it back. And, you know, the journey shan't be too long if we leave in the morning. And yes, well, son, uh, they're very well known for their baked goods around here. Michael looks at me and, like, so I just... He, he, you can see him trying to slouch. I'm actually going to give him a check. Uh, this will be a an infiltration check. I should probably do the same, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to say challenge level two. Yep. He gets it. I also get yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> so you naturally slip into this sort of perusing... Do the dad again. Class. Yes, well, um, perhaps if your mother would, would... Well, Mikey, is there any in the... In the bakery that you see, <clears throat> your mother might like one. Yes. Well, um, I think we should get one for her then. How, how much is it? I, I lean in like, and give him a little whisper and I just go, when it's your first time, try short answers. Keep it simple. The longer you go, the quicker you lose it. I know that for sure. Right, don't, Sometimes I can't remember what my accent is. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, got it. Okay. <clears throat> How about this one, Pa? Yes, wonderful. We'll have that one. He looks a little lost for a second. Is there a cashier? Yeah, there's... Are we being served at this time or is someone else being served? Those, um, they're closer to the counter. We'll wait for them them to get served. They get served and after Mm -hmm. a minute they walk away. There's there's enough interaction. They're verbose enough that... I got told off using verbose once before. Do I use it incorrectly? (laughs) That sounds right. (laughs) Thanks, YouTube comments. Um... So they leave, they leave after being quite verbal and animated and, you know, mm. copyable. And um, Mikey turns to you and says, um, how much is this one? So uh, you'll count out the coins until they say stop, I think, but I'll give you a nudge when you're good. I'm going to order a few things, son. Oh, uh, Ward. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you call someone who's your ward? Master. Master. Yes, master. Wait. Why is the voice of Brick following? <laughs> right, and he's sort of like you can notice a little shake in his hand, but he's acting confident. Sort of pops it down and says, "I'll get this, and we're getting a few other things." <clears throat> I give him a little subtle thumbs up, uh, and he puts a coin on the t- bench, and he's maintaining eye contact with the cashier. cashier. <laughs> mm-hmm. And eventually, <laughs> as he picks up a coin, she just sort of like nods. He, he, like, takes it back, and she uh, dulls it, and he looks over and says... I get a full hamper. Okay. <laughs> Baked goods. Loading up. Yeah, a full hamper. And a cob loaf. Are you hungry, uh, uh, master? We're getting a, a hamper to take home. Uh, the, everyone will love it. So, Bakerbury's known for its fine goods and baked goods. It smells delightful here, he says. Now, clerk, is there somewhere I can get a stew? And meat. I need to purchase some meat. Oh, um, that would be just across the road. Thank you. When you in, we're just passing through. We're not from here, of course. Thank you very much for your time. Well, thank you for your business, sir. And she dials it all in. Cool. Have you both enjoyed your travels here? Well, this is the first place we've come, and it smells delightful. Are you on your way to the Spire Run? There's a lot of travel through this time. Yes, yes, of course. Have any horses you're betting on? Uh, I like to see which one takes my fancy when I get there, you know? Mm. I don't like to play the odds. I like to pick one that sings to me. 
I dream of going there myself one day, but unfortunately business is so good right around this time, <laughs> so leaving would be foolish. Ah, yes, the curses of seasonal business, eh? Well, you have a lovely day. Yes, and, um, and uh, enjoy the season, says Mikey, sort of leaving. He says it convincingly, but it's a slightly I confusing thing yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah. And she's very friendly and sort of waves you goodbye. And as you're leaving, he's like, all right, how'd I go? That was bloody good, mate. You're a natural. You think? Absolutely. I wait till I'm outside. So. Oh, my God, I forgot to breathe. Right. Now, isn't that just as good a rush as stealing something? Oh, it was pretty fun. It's better, mate. I am actually a little, little bit headed down. Play. Do you mind if I, I might actually just take this back and I'll let you get the rest on? All I'm saying is that doing some role plays better than theft. We're back in the cart. Pemble, uh, after a minute or two, um, and Osbert sort of starts twiddling his thumbs and then eventually gets distracted and starts fingering sort of the floorboards um, and slowly works his way around the intricate things in the cart. He's very distractible. Um, and Pemble slides over to, to Brick. I've never had a chance to properly uh, chat with you. Um, Delvin seems to like you. I'm, I'm sorry th- things are awkward at the moment. I know with Ainsley and all. But I get the sense you... Correct me if I'm wrong. You don't quite want to serve him. My wants are not, ir- are not relevant in this situation. He is my master and I must do what he says. You know, it's funny, I, I had a master once. Oh. Not long ago, actually. And I did everything he said, but uh, my wants were always relevant. The master who's caring, at least. Sometimes we can't choose our masters, but um, we also can't choose our feelings. My feelings don't want to come into the matter either. Separate from the matter, though, what are they? What are your wants? You're in a strange world from the one you've known. Met a lot of your kind and there's something different about you. You've been fortunate enough to be shown kindness and passion. I'll tell you this. Should your wants not be relevant and you choose to serve Ainsley, because that is a choice. It's one you make, even though it's a sign to you. You will not be treated with such compassion. And whatever it is you've gained or learned about yourself will fade. Maybe you'll lose who you've become. I think... Delvin would hate to see that happen, do you? I'd like to get to know you. Hopefully I'll be around for a few days. You seem sincere. Even if you're trapped in a mechanism you don't quite know how to manage. I wouldn't in your shoes, to be honest. What if there were no strings? Forgive my asking. I don't want to impose, but... um. If Brick was his own man, do you want to see the world or do something or be someone or be no one and disappear? No, you have not put much thought into it. Maybe you should. Maybe. 
moments later, Mikey sort of yanks the door open, comes in holding, you know, some bread pieces and whatnot. Did I procure <coughs> the meat that I am after? You had separated. And okay. You, yeah. Cool. So Mikey sort of returned back separately. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're off procuring mm-hmm. all sorts of meats. Uh, I will say there is nothing in terms of gourmet food stuffs that you can't find. So okay, cool. Uh, what everything. about a hock of incredibly waste, like burnt meat that might have accidentally have been burnt? That one will be harder, yep. but you have a very customer-focused uh, <laughs> sort of group of shops here. So you do eventually find one that is willing to massively overcook me. Yeah. And then... And I- you, you've tried Grapishka, so you could probably describe... Uh, in fact, you know, let's make a destiny roll here as to how effective it is. Eight. Okay. It's not quite Grapishka. Like honey, yeah. Honey it's splashed like on some meat. Shove it in a bit and blah, yep. blah, blah. It's, it's not going to be... Anywhere near the same, but it'll be the closest thing you, you could get from it's this It's not place. salty enough. I know that's what it is. It's going to be overcooked meat with honey on it. And it's, it's not going to be like cured in the yeah. same way. That's what I get. Yep. So I bring back Delvin's attempt at Grupishka. 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 And, uh, yeah. And stew to put in the bread bowl, the cob loaf. Are you still out on the outside of the cart? Holding the horses? Or yeah. have you tied them up and gone inside? No, as soon as Mikey comes back um, and he's made himself comfortable, I want to tell him to take All oh, right, you've got it. No worries. He gets up and he's holding them. Mm. Um, and I'm going to go to the nearest uh, travelling horseman posty and go deliver some letters. Yep, cool. Shortly, everyone is able to reconvene. Mm-hmm. Letters are sent. Grapiska is attempted. And much foodstuffs is returned. You come with arms full of different foodstuff. <clears throat> I present a platter as I come in the door to Brick, and I say, "I know it's not quite Gorpishka, but uh, I tried to make you something close to it." That's not Gorpishka," says Oz, Ozbit from the corner of the room. Um, I eye it dubiously, but. I guess seeing the earnestness in Delvin's face, I tentatively reach out, pick it up, and take a bite. How does Delvin like dry overcooked meat with honey on it? How does Delvin? No, sorry, Brick. I always call you (laughs) Delvin. I have a brain parasite. (laughs) Very tough and dry. I'm going to say Mikey's gotten the carts moving. Um... And ungracefully, every, everyone starts to leave town. <clears throat> Kachunk. What did you roll? There's a three. So you don't like this one. It's not yeah. salty at all. They didn't it, put any salt it, on it. It is not salty at all. <laughs> it's, it's an um, olive branch and you're like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not salty at all. It's, you know, you know when you order a steak, you say medium rare and it comes out rare. Or like more likely, well done. This is that to a, the complete opposite. No, the inside's not cooked properly. It yeah, was too hot. They're just charred on the oh. outside. Um, it's so, like charcoal. So bring, charcoal on the outside, but like yep. raw on the middle. <laughs> yep. yep. And, I rushed uh, it, and I just sh- I take the first bite, chew it like once or twice, And then I look at what's left of it, and I can obviously see, like, it's yeah. rare in the middle. And then I just shove the rest of it in my mouth. Keep chewing. Thank you. 
the inside was meant to be cooked through. I'm sorry, Brick. I'll make sure it's drier next time. And salt here. There is no salt. I appreciate everything you told them. Thank you. Brick, look, I just want to say that if you're with us, you'll eat like a damn royal guard every day. Don't worry. Grapishka's like a feeling you wake up with on a warm, sunny day. It lingers and it teaches you things about yourself that you never knew before. What I, were we talking about? I was talking, who won the thumb war? What's a thumb war? Brick, who won? We attempted it, but he got distracted and started examining my hand. Well, in my book... Distraction is an ideal way to victory. Congratulations, mm. sir. Here is your cob loaf stew. Oh, I won! And I give him his cob uh, loaf stew. All right. No, you, you can eat it, mate. I'm not going to throw it on you. Well, that's no fun. And he takes it and sulkily just sort of like starts, starts eating it. Eating it. <laughs> oh, all right. <clears throat> Fine. And then we proceed. We're going to get out of Bakerbury and yep. go to go to the next town because I, I think it does not make sense to stay in this town with the guard knowing us. And it certainly does not. Can I ha- may I have a croissant? Oh, you can have lunch, but I've got <coughs> plenty for the evening. Hmm. I feel... I lean in a bit quietly to Catalina and I'm like, after that thing I attempted before, hmm. do you ever feel like that? Like there's something missing in you? I, I never felt like it before in the same way. Once I'm, I was like empty, but I need that feeling again. Mm. The magic stuff. Oh, never to that extent. I mean, sometimes I feel very drained, tired. I don't feel like I can do it anymore or it'd be a push if I did. But I've never been hurt by it before. But even... Without being hurt, have you felt that yearning to reconnect with it? Mm, in a sense. It just yeah. seems more important than it should. That I... This sounds really selfish, but... And I look at the basket. I really want to have a good night tonight. Just a proper sleep and a good meal and... No stress, hopefully, away from prying eyes. I have this unwavering feeling that, unfortunately, that's just not a possibility anymore. Not while we've got Ainsley on our backs. I'm used to sleeping with a knife at my back, but the barrows were a rough place. Mm. But the quality of the bed really helps. And that's more what I'm talking about. I understand. And uh, Pemple sort of exhales quickly out of his nose. It's like, he's got a fine taste, this one. <laughs> and he's looking down, sort of like turning a bent knife <laughs> in his hands. <laughs> well, <clears throat> and then again, and I'd say everyone in the room can hear this, but it's more, you know how you have a slightly yeah. more intimate conversation, but if everyone's in the room was quiet, they can all hear it. I'm not trying to conceal it from everyone else. Mm. And I say, and I think... Osman in his adult states outed his own need to reconnect. I noticed it as soon as he used up all his magic. He immediately tried to flee and he said he wanted to get outside and go for a walk. Just then, he said nothing makes you feel more full than a walk walk outside in nature. And he keeps trying to wander off. 
So I reckon this guy might get his fill by wandering around parks or something, speaking mm. to the birds. And you think you'll get yours from a good night's sleep? It's... I mean, I've always known you to want a comfy bed, but... Magic? Well... It's something about centering the soul, Pemble. And if that's what... You know, everyone's got something different. For some, it's booze. For some, it's sex. For some, it's... Well, a, a good bed. It goes beyond a good night's sleep. It's not about the mechanic of it. It's something more. It's a feeling of comfort and... Or perhaps Maybe the, a home you didn't have. Perhaps the soul is truly at peace. How did you feel when you played for us? Mm, exactly that. At peace. Fulfilled. So it's your music, my sleep, and maybe his walk in the park. It, I don't know if anyone else has made this revelation, though. It's, it's good to know. Well, information's a powerful tool. Mm. So. It also only just occurs to me, but do you think that <laughs> other races, well, clearly other races can also hold magic, but the cool, for example? Wouldn't I, that be extremely dangerous? I, I mean, I doubt. Look at him. He's sweet and docile, that one. No, uh, she she said cold, not failing cold. Right, well, I don't know how much stock you put in the legends of traders telling us about even mm. bigger failing cold. But, no, uh, um, I mean, I haven't seen one in person, but uh, Edgar's dealt with a lot of people in his day. I trust his word, and um, I have heard account of one of these monstrosities being seen in a southern town. Edgar got the direct account from the person who saw them. It was about four years ago. The haunted look in his eyes, even as he retold. I'd say that. Look, it's sort of like this. If you tape, tape, if you tie a knife a sword it's kind of just a more stabby sword I don't know how much making something that deadly and that terrifying a little bit more deadly and terrifying concerns Mm me if anything I think it probably gives us the edge that we never had against them but it sounds like a failing problem well hang on for argument's sake this this fella he nods over to Osbert, whose face is pressed up against the glass, just watching the sort of a few trees go by, and it's just like he looks totally zoned out. <clears throat> he said he can make things change harder, softer, shape them. If a cold or someone dangerous, a warrior, could make their fist like steel, that scares me a lot more than mm. if, uh, well, if he could. Right, but the difference is, if a cold punched you, you'd die. And if he punched you with a steel fist, you'd die faster. If I punched you, you'd laugh. And if I punched you with a steel fist, it might hurt you. It's an order of magnitude thing here. It just... So what's... What do you make of the king, then? I mean, I saw those flames when they went up. Well, 
I guess that's the next question is the extent of someone's power. Now, I know I have the ability to shift people's emotions and control them. But what if I could do more than that? What if someone who has the power like Osbert, who, yes, can shape things, to what extent does that grow? Well, yours is subtle, like mine, but I actually think that's more powerful. So you got to steal fist. Eventually, someone drags you into a caravan and stabs you till you can't block it anymore. And I gesture at the guy. And now what? But if you can make a mad king sane or a happy man sad, over time, you can really twist them. You can have people in the palm of your hand, cat. But then, are you saying we should train? In these abilities, how would we even go about doing You that? haven't been? I've been pushing my boundaries every time I could. Oh, clearly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's the only edge we've got. I mean, look at me. What can I do? I can chat. I can lie. And I can make a damn good deal. But... <laughs> He's a true barrel in this one. I mean, think about it. You throw someone in a cave or in a cage for any number of years and they learn to innovate. Give someone like Delvin power and he'll stretch himself to his fullest capacity. I think that's our edge is we've got to figure this out before the others do. I'm hopeful of one thing. Ainsley, yeah, he's collected a bunch of power, but he's drunk on it. I'm hoping that he's flexing it and swinging it around and feeling like a little king himself, but... You know when you can think you're so in control you lose sight of the little things? Yeah. I know, I just have a feeling it's been longer than the week that all this has been happening. Ainsley's been a powerful man for a long time. It, it can't be something he's just gotten started on. But, I mean, like I was saying about the Barrowland comparison, right? Think about the engineering. Every country in the world benefits now from... Barrow and ingenuity. Except the barrows. <laughs> well. Not much anyway. Doesn't feel like it. It sounds it. But it saved you. Saved your people. Historically. It's the only reason you're all alive and have any chance of fighting back. And I think this may be the only chance we have to fight back is we harness this. I mean, I'm speaking to someone who has no bloody idea, but I can collect the pieces. You mentioned someone who's up there, a, a child. You said his name was Eden. Right, Eden. Yeah. There is another possibility. Have you ever, well, do you know of someone named Melba? No. Well, she came to me and she had a front saying that she was with the King of Flames, but... She also possessed a very strong ability. She could talk to me through my mind. <laughs> and she knew that I had a magic ability as well. And she wanted me to join her, but I, I had no idea who she was and the way she treated me as well. I didn't trust her. I don't really trust her. But if we need someone to teach us, that could be a possibility. 
I think we make deals with devils when we're forced to. That's the kind of ally of convenience we might need in a pinch, but I'm one for striving out on my own. I always have been. So you've all been having this conversation in the presence of Brick, just sort of yeah. asking. Yeah, yeah. cool. Because we haven't... Oh, yeah. We haven't said anything acting against Ainsley, so... Okay. All right, yeah. fair. We're just talking about... Oh, I guess I said Ainsley. I'm hoping Ainsley's wielding his power clumsily. Yeah, but it's not a plot. Yeah, we haven't, we yeah. haven't said we're doing <laughs> any plotting. Yeah. We haven't plotted a single thing against uh, Ainsley. Okay. Well, it was just a suggestion. And one we should keep a hold of. I pick out the window. We still quite a while. So. No, no, I'm going to say at this point you've been traveling, and I, let's let some time pass. You know, it's a mm-hmm. about four hours journey. Right. Um, so you know, when you're about half an hour away, you can sort of see off in the distance. And by this stage, you know, you're in the lower point of the valley as you start heading uphill. Um, and from here, it's it slopes upwards towards Ironspire and gradiates upwards. So it's starts to become a climb so even though the next town is closer it starts to slow down a bit and then even beyond that um bart will keep you can actually see it beyond the town but you know it's going to be a you know about another three or four hours journey even though it's half the length simply because it's a it's a climb and you depart from the river as you start to sort of head up the cliffs and cragmouth is at the the mouth of the opening of the river sort of <coughs> as it gradiates up cool so it's up ahead of you um You've sort of left a lot of the pastures and, and um, a, lot of, a lot of that behind as you start to head to a more industrial-looking city. With, a, with high walls all around, it's sort of a supplementary city to Bartwell Keep um, because people don't really... Bartwell Keep is not a thoroughfare, um, so this is sort of the closest connected city that is not Irons by itself. Um, at which point people usually turn and go through sort of the common entrance and the common outskirt city of Ironspire. Up ahead in the distance, you can see the walls uh, opening up. There's a gate check, as there was in Geldervale. Uh, Gel- <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, um, and Mikey sort of pokes his head back through and says, um, there's, um, there's people who are checking, uh, checking stuff again. I think this one's on you, Kat. We're here to see your mother, and that's a perfectly good reason, right? We're, we're in Cragmouth, right? Not but ba- ba- okay. You're it's approaching Cragmouth. Directly yeah. to get to Barwell Keep, though. This would be the approach yep. to... Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I'll, uh, I'll jump up. Cool. I'll trade with Mikey. Mikey sort of comes back down and sits down. All right, what are we talking about then? Well, he was talking about... What Brick would do, you know, if he was his own master. Did I miss this conversation? Oh, I just started it. Oh. I was just wondering. I asked him that myself, uh, you know, back in Bakerbury. I think he should think about the answer. I said that too. Because opportunities come up faster than you might think to be your own man in these parts of town. And hey, if we do what Ainsley says, he's going to give you to me. It's a solved problem. Until it happens, I will hold my feelings close to my chest. 
Right, but um, didn't he tell you to follow my order so I could or- order you to tell me, right? And that's true. <laughs> I suppose you could. Should I, though? That is not for me to answer. Here's a question. Do you want him to, or do you want him to not? I will not pretend to know what my master should do. This one's a right riddle. I know. Well, here's the thing. I need a tactical assessment of this situation, Brick. I'm navigating a social minefield. I have someone who is difficult to get a read on. I'm not sure if I should push the point or if I should let them rest on it and come to their own conclusions. In that situation, do you think that my target or my mark would like me to press or like me to stop pressing? It is likely your target of any description would like you to stop pressing. And that's a fair assessment. And um, as someone in a position to make that decision, um, I'm going to choose to consider my target's potential feelings in this hypothetical and not press because I care about what they think and feel and think that other people's feelings should be valued. Thanks for the tactical uh, help there. That was a real brain twister. It was my pleasure. As you say that, you feel a hand on your hand and you look across and you see Osbit with tears running down both cheeks as he nods with a huge grin on his face. I knew you'd get there. (laughs) Now isn't it nice we all share this moment? Oi. And what, how do you feel in this moment, Osbert? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't the question. Please never leave. Well, confused. Because I'm not sure. Uh, I'm the man who. I got- asked to be in here. Can I go back to my alley? And he goes to open the door and he or looks it's outside. It's night time now. It's like the sun has just gone down. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's darker than it was before. We're taking you to a new alley, a bigger one. Ooh, an upgrade. An upgrade, yes, yes, indeed. Great. And all your friends will be there. I don't have any friends. Oh, the birds. You bought them? They'll be where we're taking you. Good. Aye, be right comfortable. And what about you all? We might I should like to see you all around again. No. Oh, we will see you around. We will stay with you for now, gentle sir. He taps your hand. Now. Good, good boy. Could you, we're about to get into town, mate. Would you mind putting your trousers back on? Oh, he's wearing them over his shoulder like a shawl. It's like, yes, I... Odd custom when your legs are so cold. But fashion is as fashion does, he says as he <laughs> starts putting his pants on. Uh, he is good at time around for a laugh, I'll give him that. <laughs> As long as him and the kid won't be too much for you to handle. Was there anything in the prophecy about the chosen one? Because I have a feeling we might have picked him up in an alley. <laughs> one of the shards of Sunder, unfortunately. Well, weirdly he might be, actually. Yeah, 
Would you like me to make a ride pilot check? I think you should. Mm. Challenge level two as we head uphill and the ground is rockier and there's some... Oh, you got one. I'm going to stick with that one because it's been a medicine. Yeah, stick it to the one. You're not spending any of your three destinies. I only yet. have one destiny, thank yeah, you very she has, much. Yeah, she's got one back. I'm going to fail forward here and just say that you failed to avoid a, a drop in the rocks. It's pretty craggy at this point, even though like the roads are pretty well paved, it's hard to pave a, around this sort of mm-hmm. um, obsidian-esque like stone. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a very little, polite way of saying she hit the curb. Yeah, and uh, you feel a kachunk Oops. and from that point... The cart's got a little bit of a wobble to Aww. it. Just it's subtle. It's subtle, but I'll, I'll, you know you probably shouldn't have more than one or two of those. I'll uh, I'll, pay, I'll pay for the. In fact, you should probably get it checked out. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll fix that. <laughs> it's all good. Aye. The is not making me feel. Good. That's what happens when you take Mikey away from the driver's seat. He says. All right, so, and you get to the gate check. Uh, I'm going to definitely roll how this one is set up. Ooh, Ooh five. list. It's pretty serious. Uh, this is a very militaristic town as it's on the outskirts, just outside of a very militaristic city up on the, you know, the fort. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of grey guard and there's a few iron guard, um, just part of their patrol. Some are having a meeting off to the side and there's a, a bunch sort of assigned to, to the gate check. Yep. Um, and one approaches... Uh, an iron guard accompanied by three grey guard. I mean, welcome to the city. I want to read his emotions as he's approaching me. Okay, that's right. Yep, challengeable one or two if you want all three of them. No, just the one that's talking to me. The iron guard, cool. And you got one, um, fairly indifferent but sharp. He's he's always looking. Yep, you feel like he's um, great. He's a searcher. Yep. Evening. Evening. Uh, here on uh, political business of some sort, I imagine. Yes. Uh, my name is Catalina. I hand over like my political papers. Identification. Yes. Um, I'm on my way to uh, Bat- Bartwell Keep. I cannot speak tonight. I Unfortunately, I've lost my tongue. Um, I am onwards to Bartwell Keep to visit my mother. Ah, Mistress mm. Fleur. Yes. Interesting. Well, mm. she's very busy these days, I hear. Yes, yes, she is. Well. Shan't keep her. <laughs> yeah, even a mother will make time for a daughter, I imagine, mm. times as they are. Mm. Um, you wouldn't perhaps know a place in town where I could repair my cart. Unfortunately, I have uh, had a bit of a mishap. I'm afraid I, uh, I'm not a concierge. No worries. He nods at the guards and they sort of open up the door. Mm-hmm. And start searching and sort of this and that. And uh, one of the grey guards sort of like looks in <laughs> and sees a man putting on his trousers with with sort of cross-eyed gaze. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. A barrow and holding a bent knife. Oh, come on. <laughs> a child sort of like splayed out like he's, you know, born mm-hmm. to live in luxury. A phalan called holding a giant axe. Mm-hmm. And uh, another barrel and what is what are you what is your demeanor? Uh, sitting there looking rather bemused at the whole situation. <laughs> Just looking at everyone with a look as if this is odd behaviour even for me. Evening. He just sort of like ducks back out. Yeah, <laughs> Greetings. Like, I uh 
I think maybe you should investigate this one. <clears throat> and uh, he looks a little like, you know, he shakes his head and he walks in. It's like, uh, who, who's attending with you? And he looks in. Well, you see, I have my elderly father who was twice removed and he comes from this other town and it's been such a long time since he's been outside. So he gets a bit crazy and he's a little bit silly in the head. So you just have to mind him. And then he's got his son and then he's been with the mum and then the mum, I'd go on for, yeah, yeah. for a good minute about just elaborate story. All right. Uh, very well, very well. Shut it up. Um, we're going to have to uh, hold the weapons. You can claim them. As you leave about your business on the next day, it'll be at the exit gate, uh, should you exit by the time you expect to. Otherwise, make sure, of course, to contact the town, mm. town gardens. Further mm. arrangements can mm. be made. But uh, Yes, um, that is totally fine. Um, you may have some trouble with um, the uh, Phelan Coolies. You see his weapon is sacred to him, so... I don't care. The king's rules are sacred to me, so... Understood. He will get it back when he leaves town, and... Abides by the rules. This is one of them. Understood. All weapons to be surrendered. You can pick them up uh, upon exit. Just let us know when you're exiting. I'm immu- uh, assuming it will be tomorrow if you're attending Bartle Keep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it will and be tomorrow. And get my card prepared. So it will meet mm-hmm. you at the exit gate mm-hmm. on the side of Bartle Keep. No worries. Everything will be accounted for, including... Where you're staying, I'm assuming you've arranged, made arrangements? Nope. Uh, no, we have not, unfortunately. Okay. Well, either way, uh, when do you expect to be leaving and collecting? And he has his men come in and collect weapons, <laughs> including <laughs> a bent yeah, dagger. I hand that across <laughs> like a di- holding a dirty sock and, and just mutter like, I reckon my mate got ripped off on this. Or to the great, like just casually make chit chat and like there are people selling dodgy weapons. Look at this, and I point at the band. I'm like, how does that even happen? I'm gonna. <laughs> I love making. This is a perception check. This will be challenge level three, so it's unlikely. Two, two. Okay. He just looks really confused. The, the, <laughs> one of them's just like, oh, it's been a long day. Anyway, so the weapons are collected, uh, and eventually he so looks. Do down they take my fruit knife? Um, they do a just general search thing again. Um, I'm going to Destiny roll that one. Yes. I pull out my fruit knife. <laughs> it's slightly pocked and has that like bit of it's rusty. Yeah. And I hold it up and then I go, see you on the other side, buddy. <laughs> and hand them the knife, the gun. And it's like pit of, it's like three inch blade, like a paring <laughs> knife. And I'm like, there you go. That's a dangerous weapon, fellas. T- take care of it. They pay no heed to your sass. <laughs> Do their Put job. It in the bag. All right, everything is accounted for. Thank you very much for your patience and enjoy your stay. Any Does Brick yes. care that he's wearing uh, taken? I was going to say something. Yeah. So Brick wants to I say I just assumed stuff. he didn't ask you. And yeah, so so he's no, they were. I think it was just taking stuff. What do you say? So one of the guys comes was, up to you. And I was going like, to hand it off, and as I handed it off, lean over to Mark you. It does not matter if they take it, because with the right training, I know I can still defeat them with my bare hands. Yeah, they're the weapons I can't take, hey, but Exactly. Oh, they can I'm gonna- take, They can take them, Mikey. <laughs> I say across the room. This is a grip check, challengeable too. Uh, oh, just. But the guard who grabs it is like, oh, God, it's much heavier than he expected. And he looks at you up and down and just like... Lift with your legs, man. You can't... 
carry this everywhere with you then. Yes, it is a ceremonial weapon, and usually we are given diplomatic reasons to carry them into the city, protecting a Those diplomat. diplomatic reasons are usually uh, as a registered guard uh, for a diplomat, so... we got to get you registered, mate. It is about time we did that. Do you happen to have the papers? The captain says, well, not here, but I imagine if your mother mm. is an authority mm. in Bart, we'll keep that shouldn't be a problem at mm. all, so... Totally fine. Yes, tomorrow morning we shall be leaving. Very well. Require our items. Thank you. He leaves the conversation and bids you all move on. Wonderful. Okay. And you can head into the city. There you go. I would like to find an inn that just looks fine for us to stay. Actually, sorry. I knock on the door. Yeah. I slid it open. Slide open the thing in the middle. See. Um, Find are a, you the nicest, coziest, comfiest. It doesn't have to be the wealthiest. It just has to have the vibe. Okay. Nice. Okay, I'll I'll cozy. do a little drive by, and if anything takes your fancy, just let me know. All right, destiny roll nineteen. Ooh. Maybe kush, 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 it, kush. Does it kush. have the repair store right next to it? It uh, two doors down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there is actually a sort of a cart. Building it's it's all closed up, but uh, they open early, so you, you imagine you could probably get someone in the inn to sort of have it arranged or whatever. Great, um, and it's it's bustling. It's a very vibrant and warm place. There's a lot of guards sort of off duty, and What's it's its name. The inn is the wheel and the barrow. No, oh. it's the rusty cap. Okay, that's rusty caps. All right. I just thought the, 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 the cart shop could be called The Wheel. Um, so, yeah, what, what does everyone sort of want to do as you arrive to the Rusty Cap? Um, I'm going to arrange for the cart and I'll pay for it to get fixed. Roll a perception check. Just Catalina. Brick, how do you feel without your weapon? Um, like a gun without a gun. Yeah, a bit naked, but like I'm confident in myself. I'd be looking for anything around me that I could use as a makeshift weapon in a pinch. The okay. old man's there. The old man is there. <laughs> uh, hang on a sec. Whoa, barely. Um, whenever people sort of lose their focus or they're focusing on something else, he immediately just sort of not intentionally trying to be frustrating, but starts to sort of wander off. Um so, for the most part, so far, people have caught him, but you're aware that someone's going to have to basically keep an eye on him. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll stick near him. Pemble actually turns to Delvin and says, look, that thing you were talking about, like that, that thing you need to feel full again, if his is uh, wandering about and we're stopping him from doing it, we may be cutting our nose off despite our face. I think we let him do it, absolutely. But we need to escort him. Go for a walk around the park or something. What about this one? He nods at Mikey. You'd probably keep an eye on him for a coin. Or two, says Mikey. It's a stakeout. It's no not, biggie. It's not a bad idea. Allows <clears throat> me to get my legs around the city. Don't worry, you can trust me. Jeez. I'm one of you lot now. It's we need a name for our group. Your capabilities that I'm worried about. But if you think you can beguile and wile him back to us, well... It's got, everyone's got a thing. Maybe I'll get like a little um, bluebird on a string and put it on the end of a rope. 
dangle it like a cat. Like a carrot on a stick. <laughs> if I attach it to his back, at least it could be linear and he can just walk straight forward all the time. Every now and then I'll just rotate it. Oh, we get the angle right and he'll just do a, a circle about 20 metres. I think we can figure this out. Hey, you're a barrel after all. It's just mild engineering, eh? He often just use the word linear. Yeah. That's funny. He's learning good speak. He's, a, he's, got, <laughs> he's got better words than you would expect a street he, urchin to have. He's got big words. <clears throat> he many, does. Many big, big words. Yeah. He actually does. Um, I say, Pambles, <clears throat> I think you should go with him. All right. I, <clears throat> it might be that Mikey can do this job, but it also might be that if the Grey Guards see him as an urchin, an old man on the street... Well, you're more likely to talk your way out of that than they are. Uh, you're assuming I'll be wandering around on the street. I mean, you remember, sixty percent of the time you first met me, I never touched the ground. Right, and if they catch you on the rooftop, they're twice as likely to arrest you. If they catch me, that's always a gamble to play. I have spent more time on rooftops than these bastards have spent on the ground. Gentlemen, doesn't make sense mathematically, but you know. I feel like my cockiness makes sense. Gentlemen, how about you just go get a drink? I'd rather do that, says Pimble. Oh, fine. If you insist. You insist on trusting the kid Look, with this. I can take the first shift. Or the latter one, if we want him to have a night's sleep. I don't know when this old man's going to collapse. Or if he will. All right. How about this, Pimble? <laughs> I'm going to want to sleep through, but I'll go get dinner with these guys and then come like nightfall to the, you know, no, the moon being high above. Uh, I'll, I'll look after him and then sort of early morning hours, I'll come back, bring him back and we can pass out. All right. Sounds like a plan. Now, Catalina rolled a perception check. <coughs> the kid will need to sleep too. I got two. Sisters. You got a two. You went into organizing stuff at the... In. Yeah. Uh, and you notice someone at the table, clearly Thinisian. Um, it's not It's not the girl, is it? Theodora, whatever her name is. Who's that? The lady I met before, probably not. I'm just being silly. No. Okay. okay. No, just someone catches your eye and just gives you a friendly little wave as you're mm-hmm. going about your business. Kind of just wave and like. As you, as you wave, you notice there's two glasses of wine and she oh. slides one gently in your direction. I kind of am like, like just just a minute, because let me check this place even has room for us. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, and I'll still go up to the innkeeper and organise a place for us to all stay um, and for our cart to be taken and repaired tomorrow morning. Yep. Cool. Um, you, I mean, you got a 19, so that will be handled. You mm-hmm. actually um, catch them at a pretty good time. Most cool. travel has happened. Everyone's, you know... Headed out to mm-hmm. the the run or whatever it is cool. that they're going on to. So I also ask for a room that specifically can <coughs> be locked as well because I feel like our guest might sleepwalk as well. So we probably want to <laughs> lock him in his room. Yeah. yeah. So that would be ideal. Okay. Yep. Cool. Great. That is all easy to arrange. Awesome. And It'll then I will go you. over to mystery person. Okay, mystery person beckons you down. She seems really friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks in her mid twenties. Quite young. And greets you in the Phoenician language, um, which we will converse through in English. Great. <laughs> Damn. 
Oh, it's good to speak in our own tongue, isn't it? Yes. Forgive me. You haven't met me, but you have met a friend or an associate of mine by the name of Melba. Don't panic. She freaks everyone out. She looks. Yeah, sort of she, is, she is quite a way of um, introducing her guests to her. I'm afraid it's an unfortunate necessity of, uh, of what we do. We need to know that people we work with can be trusted. I've been told you'd be coming in this direction and, uh, and hoped I might come across you. So here we are. Mm. My name is Here Satra. Satra? Satra. Um, I make a note. I am not going to drink any of the wine that is on that table. <laughs> New phobia unlocked. Yep. <laughs> yep. Not touching she, it. <laughs> she smiles. She's like, very well. You've seen I don't it. say anything about it. I just don't drink it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she she sips and... Um, <laughs> Makes total sense. Um, I understand you will be in a place of uh, finding it difficult to trust or open up to new people in these trying times, especially after meeting Melba. But I contact you, and so has Melba, on behalf of a group called the Children of Amar. Now you know Amar being the Tunisian word for mother. We work together. To one end only. Mm-hmm. Her language starts shifting in a way that starts to invoke some of these subtleties, some of these, uh, you know, codings. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get you roll your scholar, your um, trading check, your trade barter check. She's speaking Cockney. I'm going to say challenge level two. Uh-huh. Um, and there aren't any, aside from a couple of musicians on the other side of the room, um, some gentlemen playing some uh, fiddle and flute. Uh, there aren't Thanissians in here shot at all, <coughs> including them. Challengeable two. Success. Yep. So you're speaking in a slightly more coded tongue now. I will be frank with you because finally I can be. Melba's purpose is to know of people's intentions and trustworthiness. For the sake of the king and her cover, she recruits magic users that would be otherwise put to misuse. Mm. Look, there, there isn't a simple way to say this. There's something of a race going on at the moment. Magic is very new to a lot of people, but it's actually been around for some time. Mm. And the mother is has been planning for a very long time. It just so happens that things are escalating very quickly. Mm-hmm. So we must work very quickly as well. And our work is to gather allies and powers to work against those that misuse it so aggressively. The king is a corrupt force and vile in his inhumanity. The leadership of Greydale is appalling. The mother is one that we can trust, and you will learn this in time. But suffice it to say, our goals, surely, at least from what I've heard from Melba, are aligned in that we understand mutually he must be taken off the throne for the good of humanity. And this magic 
must be put to good use, be learned about and be treated with graciousness. The mother is a giver. I was born with some abilities that more lately have been amplified within myself. And she has given me another. These are mine, if you would trust me. She sort of mm. waits for your acknowledgement. What does she want from you? Just to acknowledge that she can show you. <clears throat> oh. I kind of pause for a bit and then I give her a nod and say yes. She was like, indicates, you know, you're in public. But um, mm. she touches you gently on the forearm. Um, and... It's okay. It's a, it's a very low level spell, and it only just drains a mana. But <laughs> you burst into flames. You melt. No, you feel mm-hmm. uh, an ignition within your whole body of every fiber, every muscle, every nerve ending, awake and attentive. You've never been more awake and energized in your entire life. You could go sprint, like like it surges through you instantly. Your heart races, but in the sense that like it's ready mm-hmm. and feels up for anything. So and then all at once, mm-hmm. it diminishes and you return back to your normal place. What was her name? Uh, Satra. Yeah. Satra. Frank. Was her surname Satra Coffee, the founder of... <laughs> Cafes across. Yeah, it's like she has the energy of delivering an energy drink to you. This is called coffee. Um, there are secrets to what we can do that the mother mm. can teach you, that she has taught me. Mm. And she indicates, and uh, there's a candle that she gently puts out, mm-hmm. and then very, yeah, you know, quietly reignites within her hands uh, on the candle. That was a gift. It's a small one, but the mother, the mother can teach you. She's referring to the mother as a being, not as a, like, um, like a theoretical, like the mother, like Mother Earth. She's saying like, she the mother is a person. She's referring to a person. Okay. Amar. Yep. Yep. Which makes sense. Um... That is incredibly impressive, I will admit. But I just... You say that you... Our goals are in a line. I agree. The King of Flames has to be stopped. But what do you intend to do with these people that have these abilities? How can I trust you to help guide them when you could only be using them? There is not a lot I know about Amar personally. Other than that, she is a Tunisian leader. And from what I've learned of her, her goals are to spread the way Tunisia has grown and flourished through leadership, through learning from others' cultures, in the same way that the Barrows have been benefited from Tunisian trade and leadership, and Tunisia in return 
has grown in its knowledge and ingenuity from the Battle and Help, Amar seeks to utilize these magics to find their boundaries, create safe rules and understandings whereby people can learn and explore their gifts safely and where a country does not conscript and force people against their will for gifts that they have no control or say in to purposes they would otherwise not agree to. That, that being said, what is your purpose here today? Well, to meet you, she smiles. To put you at ease, hopefully. Um, I know that Melba may have done quite the opposite, but she is the first that many must meet, you understand. She sees through to the intent of everyone. So mm. she saw that you are one who would never serve the king. That is a must. Mm. But also that you were one who would have him removed for the good of humankind. So, aside from making acquaintances, perhaps I could earn your trust somewhat before you meet me or anyone of the children of Amar again by sharing a little bit of the knowledge we have gathered, which is, of course, one of the things that we prize above all. Not all of the children of Amar are Phoenicians, of course. It's, mm. um, everyone is welcome to be a child of Amar, particularly if they have abilities, but also if they can be proven to be trustworthy. Mm -hmm. But... I will tell you that we are aware you're meeting your mother tomorrow and your position, your mother's position politically is known to Amar who is in a position of much greater power. There is something to be happening very soon. I will leave it to your mother to explain to you. I would not take that away from her, but the state of this nation will be moving and harshly. And we are fearful of that. We would like to meet with you, perhaps after you've met with your mother. Tell me in the morning where you would like that to be. Be it Iron Spire or another place in the city if you have plans elsewhere to go. But um, I know that in particular, High Daughter Sienna, uh, one who works under Amar directly, would like to meet with you. I think she's heard of your gifts, and uh, though you keep strange company... Um, there's some unique ties that seem to be binding us. Um, there are great ways we can serve each other. And she wishes to meet in Bartol Keep or here in Graysmouth? She has shared that she's flexible. So if you would like to meet in Ironspire, which is where she is based, she can. But of course, uh, she can travel. So I can send her word so that she can uh, be placed reasonably nearby fairly mm. soon. We're used to moving quickly, don't worry. Well, you've certainly given me a lot to think about. If you don't mind, may I convene with my friends, my company? Um, I there is one more thing. Oh, yes. I think perhaps you might like a little bit more. 
Well, she just kind of told you what you already know so far. I believe you have met recently with one called Ainsley. He seems he seeks to work against us. <clears throat> yes, too it seems. Ah, uh, you find yourself on his wrong side. That does not surprise me. He wants similar things to us, but for his own selfish gain. We can tell you two things about him that will be valuable. One, the magic that you know is the ability to mentally sharpen or diminish or even control people. Two, and this one he does not reveal much, but we have discovered he has the ability to move. One might call telekinesis. It's not as powerful as his mind magic, and it's far more obvious, so that would be why he saved it. But uh, that's an ace he thinks he holds up his sleeve, and one we know. So hopefully that is a tool you will find useful. And she looks at you, mm. and, uh, and I hope that will earn some trust and provide you some safety and ability to make wise choices. It certainly does. Um, listen, I think without convening with my friends, I can say I would like for us to be in alliance. However, until the King of Flames is no longer on a throne, I cannot join you. Well, there, there is no need to join. Just uh, if our goals are in alignment and you serve the good of humankind and use your powers to unseat those that would seek to control others, then you are a ch- child of Amar. You don't need to walk in a temple or complete a ritual. Simply let um, the voice of Amar guide you. And stay in touch. It was a pleasure, yes, Catalina. I will... Um I will <coughs> message you tomorrow in regards to Siena, where we wish to meet. Very well. I'll be having breakfast here if you wanted to let me know mm, yourself. Wonderful. And she takes the last drink of her em- now empty glass of wine mm. and chinks your uh, gla- your full glass on the table. I'm and so says, lucky And she it. says, cheers, and walks away. You see, you know, but she bids you farewell. Mm-hmm. And she actually goes up to her room. She seems to be staying in the bedroom. Oh, great. Okay. Woo! So, uh, Mikey, so Ham, the plan is Osbit mm-hmm. has wandered off. Mm-hmm. Pemble or Mikey? So, Michael, Mikey and Pemble. Okay. And then and at then like the- 9 p.m., Delvin and Mikey. And okay. then at like midnight, one o'clock. Hopefully, bring Delvin, uh, bring all all three back to pass out, basically. Okay, um, and right. then Delvin will sleep till like nine o'clock. All right. So Delvin's kind of a thing; he wants to have a really good dinner and a drink, and then he'll go back out again. But then when he comes <laughs> back and goes to bed, that's it. Yeah, it's bed. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Brick is without his weapon, and I imagine at this point in time, feeling pretty alone. Yeah, I'm going to take the moment. Um, <clears throat> I, it's probably unlikely and pretty rare that I would have done this any time recently, but I'm assuming in my training I would have been taught some... Unarmed uh, carters. Unarmed carters, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do, an unarmed carter. Yeah. Make sure I'm not as rusty as I think I am. Okay. 
Let's make a combat check. This is an unarmed combat roll um, to perform your com- your kata. Have you got any <coughs> skills in it? No, five or six dice, depending on how you work. The base plus three plus nothing. It's just attributes in base three. Oh, six though. Yeah, so I, I thought that um, yeah. failing cool have an extra attribute. <coughs> Four. Four's good. Four. Four's good. So you are in the street, lit by torches, patrolled by a few grey guards and some happy, slightly tipsy people sort of walking around. It's about 7, 8 p.m. and people are starting to get pretty festive. Most of the sound is coming from inside the buildings and you stand in a fairly empty street uh, as most of the bustling is happening indoors. There's a little bit of a chill in the air. That's slowly becomes irrelevant as your muscles move and fire up and you perform a ritualistic unarmed combat carter and efficiently move into these poses and positions and fighting stances that you feel might make an owner proud. And in the back of your head, you hear a voice, very good, I'm proud of you. More of memory, not an actual voice, but like this feeling that you have. Like you're reminded back when you were in Felbrook and you performed that carter. And she praised me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if, if that happened, then I'd probably work at it a little harder. Yeah. And I probably originally... It fires you up even more and you're... Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah. Just like home, just like a good soldier should. Yeah. And by the time you finish your performance, slick with sweat, you head inside, ready for a meal, something finally earned, and a sleep, perhaps, that you can have. All right. And everyone's sort of got their plans on how they're spending the evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, head off to Betty Bye after that. Yes. We'll play from there. But that is so it. nothing goes this. wrong with the old man. We all get home at, like, midnight. We'll find out. Oh. Do you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm going to do a Destiny roll. We'll find out what happens next chapter. Boom. 18. Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> We're all good. Oh, thank God for our... Patrons. But, but, Hang on. They do take a while to load. Some I do it. like the idea of Delvin just at like for one a.m. Click it once thank and then wait, dragging this kid for and our, old man. For... Is he going to shoot across the screen again as well? Refresh cache. Have you refreshed the cache? There it is. Yeah, there you go. It works. <laughs> This oh my God, is sponsored this by Jazz's Parada series. The supplies are limited. Get it soon. Yay! Stop selling on Christmas Day. AJ Macy. Yell hair trick. Inferno show. Tickle talk. Hey! We'll see you all in the Patreon after party. Yo. That after was fun. Party. Yeah. After party. Yeah, that was it. That was, even though it was sort of like a mid episode, it was like, you know, travel between major places and stuff. Mm. It's, yeah, I think we're getting there. We've actually, you got a group now, but holy shit. <laughs> Sort you of doing this NPCs. Yeah. Did you think you I'd take him? Did you think, do you think I'd take him? No. No chance. No. <laughs> like, How he's funny. just a liability. I did roll high though. You, I had no idea you'd take Mikey. You say liability. I say magic battery. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's fun. It's definitely scrappy, which is a cool vibe. It's a good way to learn He's, quick. I reckon he'll. He, I reckon Osbit will be like a, a fan favorite. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you play him just a tad too well. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He's going to, um, he'll have like the biggest arc. You know, <laughs> like season four, he'll be like this powerful, like matter whopper with all his faculties and all this. Anyway. Sure, he will. Or he'll just have his pants around his he'll head. He'll be dead. He's like, it's an upgrade. I reckon he'll get killed. <laughs> that's that's so You see, because we like him. <laughs> we like him. So Jazz is going to take him away yeah, from us. Yeah, they're getting used to me. All right, thanks all for watching. We'll see you next week. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.